Hey guys, it's Simmy, and this is Brustling Unlimited, as we are here on the 2nd of February, 2022, to talk about everything that went down tonight on AEW Dynamite, and, well, I'm just gonna say, stuff was going down before the show even started, we'll talk about all that, the Brian, uh, Brian Kendrick stuff, John Moxley's match being changed, the main event, great show, I really enjoyed all of it. The main event I liked, but thought it could have. Uh, I'll save that for later. But regardless, I thought the show overall was a really good show. It really did wonders. Maybe that's not the right word. Wonders. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's not the right word. It was good. I will say that. I enjoyed the show. There was nothing on the show other than like the Nyla. Ruby match, and I didn't even have... Well, so I can say there was nothing I hated, but I felt the Nyla-Ruby match was kind of just there, but it's not like I hated it or anything. So, like I said, there's nothing on this show I hated, which is always really good to go back and look and be like, this, 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 this. Mm, nothing I hated. Nothing that I felt was so bad to where it was like, what the fuck? Da, da, da. Now, there were moments in the main event where I kind of questioned things, and then I got called a moron, an idiot, a goob, and... All kinds of other names that I don't want to say right now, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and Twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out either by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, you've got Amazon Prime, whether that's Amazon Prime Shopping or Amazon Prime Gaming. Get a free subscription right here on Twitch, including a bunch of free games as well. And I haven't checked what those free games are. Because remember, all you gotta do, take your Twitch account, take your Amazon account, link them together, bada bang, you got a Prime Gaming account. With Prime Gaming, you get a lot of cool things like free stuff. Free stuff, whether that is in the form of games or free stuff, whether that is in the form of stuff for different games. As of right now, let's see. What are the free games that are given away with Prime Gaming? Right now, Prime Gaming is giving Stellaris, World War Z Aftermath, Golzo Soccer League, As Far As The Eye, Ash Walkers, A Survival Journey, which is really cool, and Double Kick Heroes, which is also a really fun game. You also get free, free stuff for games like Valorant, Grand Theft Auto Online, PUBG, Fall Guys, and more. But the one thing that never changes is that free subscription here on Twitch. You get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to. You can subscribe right here. Support us, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube, you can help us out over there as well with a super chat or a super sticker donation. Super chats are the best way to get your comment, question, or concern read live on the air. You can hit that join button down below to become a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, you can get all that same stuff but more directly support us at patreon.com forward slash PW Unlimited. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. 
head over to the Epic Game Store when you buy anything, whether that is Rainbow Six Extraction, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, Grand Theft Auto V, if you still haven't got that game, it's going to ask you if you have a creator code. What creator do you like to support? And you do got one. It's PW Unlimited. You can also use that when you're claiming the free games. You can also use that in the launcher for Fortnite, whether that's on your PlayStation, your Xbox, your computer, or your Nintendo Switch. And the same thing for Rocket League as well. Whether you're getting skins for Rocket League, V-Bucks for Fortnite, trying to get that new Green Goblin in Fortnite, you got to buy some V-Bucks. It's going to say, do you have a creator code? You do. It's PW Unlimited. But with that, guys, we've got AEW Dynamite to talk about. So last night, before we even get into Dynamite, we've got to talk about the stuff that got changed on Dynamite. And that means i got to pull up some tweets. But last night, we got word... It was per Fightful first. They first reported that Brian Kendrick, released by WWE, got the release that he requested. Not much longer after that, we then got word that, well, Brian Kendrick going to make his AEW debut. He's going to face John Moxley. And in doing so, a lot of people this morning started pulling out some of his old conspiracy theories. Started pulling out all of his old conspiracy theories on different things he said about like the Holocaust and the Sandy Hook shootings and all kinds of different things, which led Tony Khan to send out this tweet. If I can find it. Tony Khan. Here we go. Tony Khan first out first sent out this tweet. Pull this up on the screen for you guys. We've been made aware of abhorrent and offensive comments made in the past by Brian Kendrick. There's no room in AEW for the views expressed by Brian. We think it's best for all that Brian, for all that Brian be pulled from tonight's card as we gather more info. We'll announce a replacement bout ASAP. And they did announce that replacement bout in the form of John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. Now, the one thing that I do want to mention in this tweet from Tony Khan is right here. Pulled from tonight's card as we gather more info. So maybe they will look into other things and see, you know, if it's not as bad or if people were blowing out of proportion or if what he said or not is used anymore. Because these comments and stuff were over, I think, eight years, if not older. So, I do want to pull up Brian Kendrick's comments here. I think I got them. Yeah, so his first comment here. I apologize for all the hurt and embarrassment I have caused with my words. These are not my beliefs and never were my beliefs. And I crossed the line. He then sent out this tweet stating, I spread the most vile comments without thinking of the damage it will cause. I will live with this regret for the rest of my life. I am truly sorry for the pain I have caused. So, those are that's the response from Brian Kendrick. Don't know where it's going to lead to. I don't know if, <clears throat> excuse me, AEW is going to reconsider and bring him back eventually, whether he go work the indies. I don't know what's going to happen with Brian Kendrick, and we will continue to follow this. But, yeah, Brian Kendrick ended up getting pulled less than an hour before the show started. Well, I don't know if he was pulled less than an hour, 
but the announcement was made less than an hour before the show started that he was going to be pulled from the show. And so speaking of tonight's show and John Moxley did kick off with a John Moxley match, John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta, who had Orange Cassidy and Danhausen in his corner. Give me one second to check this message. Okay. So right away, they started talking about how last time these two faced off, Moxley just completely murdered Wheeler Yuta. And Moxley took Yuta down right away. The younger opponent showed some fire and stood up to Moxley a few times. Moxley then beat him down on the floor and peppered him with some chops inside the ring. Moxley racked Yuta's back and went for a superplex. But Yuta pushed him off and downed him with a drop kick. Up on the apron, Moxley returned fire with a front-facing DDT at ringside. Moxley exchanged looks with both Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. Yuta then used the distraction to land a crossbody on the floor. He followed this up with the German suplex bridge for a two and a top rope splash for another pin attempt that only got him a two. Actually, one. Now you remind me, when I said there was nothing I hated on the show, yes, there was something I hated on the show, the Brandy Road segment, because I hated it so much that I forgot about it. Thank you for reminding me, one. <clears throat> Moxley countered a card, uh, Casadora into a sleeper hold, laid in some ground and pound, and then hit the paradigm shift to pick up the victory. So, John Moxley does end up defeating Wheeler Yuta here tonight. He celebrates, and all of a sudden, boom, Brian Danielson's in the ring. This shit was great. We asked if the crowd wanted to see them fight. The crowd said that they did. Danielson said that for a long time he wanted to see them fight as well because he was different. Moxley's different. He said he's been watching Moxley since he was AEW world champion. And well, he's the best AEW world champion there's been. And he realized that Moxley would have never lost a title if he had somebody watching his back. He said maybe they shouldn't be fighting, but they should be fighting together. Quote, there's no reason why some millennial cowboy should be AEW champion. There's no reason why somebody dressed as a dinosaur should be AEW tag team champions. There's no reason why somebody's main, why somebody whose main contribution to society has been a vlog shouldn't be, should be TNT champion. Together, you and me could run this place. He proposed taking younger guys under their wings like Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia, and Lee Moriarty, saying, quote, even if the fans don't like me, they like what I'm talking about. Danielson closed this by asking Moxley, what do you think? It'll be the greatest thing ever. We can create the greatest thing that has ever been seen. This could be great for both of our legacies. But you don't have to give me an answer right now. Think about it. He drops the mic and walks off. Very great, I mean, awesome, fantastic promo from Danielson. And this can go one of two ways, and both ways would be amazing. Whether they just have a match against each other like they were supposed to do at Full Gear back in November, or if they team up together and start a faction where they're taking young guys under their wing, that would be great as well. So either way, this could be fan-freaking-tastic. They got a video package for the CM Punk MJF match in the main event, and then out came Brandy Rhodes. And... Like I said, there, I thought there was nothing I hated on this show, but this is what I hated because it was so bad that I forgot about it. It was so bad I forgot about it. So Brandy's in the ring. 
And she's like, she says something along the lines of, it's so great to be here in Cleveland? Oh, wait, no, Chicago. And you could just tell that she's extra scripted because she gave no time for her jokes to try and hit. She did this later, too, where she, like, says a line wrong just to correct it right away. And I'm like, this is so dumb because she's like, great to be in Cleveland. I mean, Chicago. And I'm like, you didn't even let them boo you for the line of calling it the wrong city first. I'm not saying I'm an expert on promos, but hey, we all know that when you mess up a city name on purpose or you, you berate the crowd, you say something you know the crowd's going to boo, you'll wait for that response. Anyways, out would come Dan Lambert and the men of the year. And I go, oh, no, we don't need this bull crap again. Lambert said that Brandy needed a real reality check. Lambert called Brandy fake in more ways than one, even calling her boobs fake. He said that he almost feels like a, a decent human standing in the ring next to somebody like Brandy. Brandy would come back by saying, what are you laughing at, Ethan? You know we only hired you to get to Josh Alexander, right? Before insulting American Top Team. And saying that one of their fighters got knocked out. And look what happened to Amanda Nunez. Lambert then insulted Brandy, calling her a prostitute, and she slapped him. He said that I'd love to fight you right now, but I'm not going to do that. And then out would come Paige Van Zandt, who would attack Brandy. The women's locker room, all seven of them came out, broke up the fight, and that was it. So we're getting Brandy versus Paige Van Zandt. Oh, please no. This does not need to happen at all one iota. <clears throat> so next up, Matt Hardy and the AHFO were backstage. Hardy said that he was disappointed in private party last week before calling Sammy Guevara for a TNT championship match with Isaiah Cassidy. He said he wasn't the one who lost. Andrade then shows up, and basically Matt's like, well, what's going on? You recruit Darby yet? You got Darby? He's like, hey, it takes some time. I don't know if he wants more money. I don't know if he wants something else. I don't know what he really wants, but it takes time to recruit somebody. Andrade didn't really have a good answer. Matt then hyped up Isaiah Cassidy. He was like, you're going to win the TNT title this week. You're going to beat Sammy. You're going to go out there. You're going to do great. Yeah, he ain't beating Sammy. But I have a question for the chat and the comments if you're watching later. Is it the kings of the Black Throne? Or the Knights of the Black Throne. Because Justin Roberts and Jim Ross, I think Tony Schiavone as well, all said Kings of the Black Throne when they're referencing Malachi Black and Brody King. But the graphic on the screen when they were making their entrance, it said Knights of the Black Throne. So I think it's Kings, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Pack was blindfolded at the start of this match. He had Alex Everhantes assist him down to the ring and up into the, down the ramp and up into the ring. He then started off the match with Black with the blindfold on. He avoided a strike and a couple other moves. Pack followed this up with a trip and a running drop kick before tearing off the blindfold and no and letting us know that his eyes are fine. He and Penta then took out the uh, Kings of the Black Throne with simultaneous flip dives. Back in the ring, Pack held Black down, allowing Penta to land a drop kick to the posterior. Death Triangle continued the beat down, and Pack on uh, on. Uh, I wrote that way wrong. Death Triangle continued the beat beat down with Pack until King entered and took him down. Okay, I wrote that way wrong. They were beating down Black, 
And then King made the save. After commercial break, Pack reached Penta for a hot tag. He had a sling blade on both opponents to take them both out. A backstabber followed for a two. Pack got a blind tag and traded strikes with Black. Uh, Black gained the upper hand and hit a running drop kick. Pack came back with a German suplex and a brain buster for a two. <clears throat> Penta then took out King with a plancha and a step up flip dive. He and Pack both landed thrust kicks to Black. They wanted the fear factor, the stomp combo, but King pushed Pack off the top rope. Black used the Black Mist, and the Kings hit the Dante's Inferno to pick up the victory. So the Kings of the Black Throne do defeat the Death Triangle here tonight on Dynamite. We then get an Adam Cole segment as they sent it to the uh, Cutler Cam. Adam Cole was backstage and said that he was still undefeated because what happened last week with Orange Cassidy doesn't count. And he doesn't get the respect that he deserves because of it. He said on Rampage, I'm going to face Uluno. And after that, the world will know what I am and who I am. Like a new Adam Cole is coming or something like that. It was a little weird of a segment, basically just saying, as far as the rankings go, I'm still undefeated because the lights out match doesn't count. He, he said way too many words just to say that. Finally move forward to Nyla Rose against Ruby Soho. Soho attacked right before the bell even, even rang. It was flattened with a lariat by, by Nyla. Came back with a trip and a soccer kick. Rose caught a corner, uh, corner escape and turned it into a Samoan drop for a two. She continued to dominate for a long time, including through a commercial break. Uh, they jockeyed for position upon return. Soho picked her uh, opponent up for a fireman's carry and dropped her on the apron. She exchanged words with Vicky Guerrero, allowing Rose to take advantage of the distraction and hit a spine buster on the floor. Back in the ring, Soho hit no future, but Vicky pulled Rose's leg under the ropes for a rope break. Soho went for Vicky, allowing Rose to hit a backbreaker. Soho went to the top rope for a hurricane runner, but Rose caught it. Soho completely missed the kick, and Rose landed a senton bomb, followed by a beast bomb to pick up the victory. So Ruby Soho gets defeated by Nyla Rose here tonight. In the back, the gun club corners Jungle Boy, and they start making fun of him, making Jungle Book references and such and such. And then they throw him outside into the snow. He gets thrown over like a little like planter covered in snow, and all of a sudden, Luchasaurus and Christian run out, and they run off the gun club. So, yeah, just furthering that eventually the gun club's going to get a tag title shot. Next up, Tony Schiavone's out to introduce the world champion, Adam Hangman Page, and I just want to say, and I'm a huge Hangman fan. I absolutely adore Hangman fan, Hangman Page. I think he's great. I've always been a fan of his. But as the champion, he seems like, as far as when you look at him and every other AEW world champion, he seems like, what's the word I'm looking for? The least important of the world champions. Because, yeah, he you know, has great matches. He's had great matches since winning the belt. But the way that he's used and booked and just thrown into random in the middle of the show segments doesn't feel like a world champion. It feels like just another guy on the roster looking for competition, to be completely honest. Again, he's had great matches like with Danielson and stuff. But to me, he doesn't come off as the guy. He doesn't come off as the world champion. He just comes off as 
a guy looking for competition and there's somebody else now that wants to fight him. And that's not a good thing. When you don't feel like the world champion is one of the top guys, if not the guy in the company, huh, not good, but Paige was introduced by Shivani. He was asked about his upcoming uh, Texas death match for the title against Lance Archer. Paige said that he needs something, anything, tonight. We challenged Archer to come out. He's like, I got all this stuff going on. I'm probably not going to make it home tomorrow because my flight's probably canceled. But let's just fight tonight. Dan Lambert made a second appearance on the show, flanked by Jake Roberts. Uh, Dan Lambert ran down Hangman before Jake would take the mic. Jake told him to shut up. And he sensed fear was coming and that there was fear in Hangman. And that's why Hangman didn't want to wait. He didn't want Archer to be ready for the match because he knew that if Archer was ready, he would fear that Archer would beat him. Archer would come out and said, let's do this. Paige immediately hit a tope suicida and sent Archer into the stairs. Lambert tried to hit Paige with a chair, but Paige had it scouted. But the distraction allowed Archer to put Paige well, to hit Paige with a chair and a choke slam on the steps. He then hit a blackout through the timekeeper's table. And yeah, Archer said that he will be the new AEW world champion and he doesn't give a damn what anybody thinks about it. I mean, the match should be really good next week. Hangman always has great matches. It's just like I said, the way he's booked makes him not feel like the guy. When Omega was the champion, he felt like the top guy in the company. When... When uh, Mox was the champion, it felt like there was nobody better in that company than Mox. When Jericho was the champion, it felt like that nobody could step to Jericho until, you know, Mox finally came around. But Hangman doesn't feel like that. Hangman feels like just a guy on the roster that we know is going to give us great matches, loves to fight, always wants competition, and is booked favorably. Speaking of Chris Jericho, he addressed Santana and Ortiz from last week, not tagging him into that match. He said them ignoring him during the tag match last week was embarrassing and disrespectful. He said he doesn't get their relationship with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, you guys started off together, but we started AEW together. Next week, we have a full inner circle meeting in the middle of the ring. So then they showed a graphic later that did show that it's going to be the full inner circle. It's going to be, you know, Jericho, Santana, Ortiz, um, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager. Speaking of next week, we got the inner circle team meeting, and we also know that the AEW world title will be on the line when Hangman defends against Lance Archer in a Texas death match. As far as this week's Rampage does go, four matches have been announced. Adam Cole will go one-on-one with Evil Uno. Thunder Rosa will be taking on Mercedes Martinez. The FTW championship will be on the line when Ricky Starks defends against Jay Lethal. And the TNT title will be on the line when Sammy Guevara takes on Isaiah Cassidy. Then, we get CM Punk versus MJF with 40 minutes left in the show. And I go, holy crap, this match is going long. Yes, there was a lot of stalling, especially early on in the, in the, the first match they technically did. And yes, MJF technically beat CM Punk twice in this match. But MJF used underhanded tactics early on to get the first shot off. Punk came back with some chops and some kicks. Punk tangled MJF in the ropes for more strikes. They fought on the floor where MJF fled up into the audience. 
Punk engaged in hot pursuit and crotched MJF over the railing. And the ref's just not counting them out. And I get it, referee discretion, and they try saying that on commentary, but it's like, really? You're letting these guys fight all over, and you're not going to count or anything, and not really enforce that they need to get back to the ring? Just kind of like keep them away from the fans? I didn't like that per se. It didn't take like my experience away from the match or anything, but I just felt like too many times in this company, the referees don't enforce stuff. They just let things happen that should be countouts, that should be DQs, that should be, you know, finishes of the match and then not let it be the... There's just a lot of times when these referees, I don't want to call them incompetent. I've called them that multiple times in the past, but not, this wouldn't be that. It's just that they don't enforce the rules enough. Like back in the day when there'd be just a Wrangler-ass singles match, Cody would take off his weight belt and he'd start whipping a guy with it. And the ref would just be like, stop, stop. And he'd whip a couple more times, but never DQ him or anything. Enforce the rules if you want your referees taken seriously. But I digress. Punk dragged MJF back to the ring and continued the beatdown. Eventually, he went to the top rope for an elbow, but MJF rolled right out of the way, more stalling. Punk pursued and went for a spear, but MJF avoided it, and Punk was set into the ring post. MJF dropped a knee on Punk's uh, wrist before a commercial break. Uh, once we came back from the break, Punk started a, a Punk started a comeback with strikes and a swing neckbreaker. He followed this up with a signature corner knee into a running bulldog. Punk then called for the GTS, but MJF rolled on, onto the apron where Punk slammed him. Punk then let a fan strike MJF and climbed the ropes. He, he then climbed the ropes, but MJF tripped him and hit a tope takedown for a two, top rope takedown for a two. MJF then stopped Punk's offense by pulling the official in the way, and then with the officials, with the officials back turned, blah! Patented AEW crotch shot. The ref's in the corner, can't see anything, crotch him. Leg to the groin. Patented move in AEW. MJF locked on a body scissors, and Punk started to fade. About 15 minutes into the match, and the ref raises the arm, and boom. The ref raises the arm for a two. The ref raises the arm for a three. CM Punk out. Ref calls for the match. Now, granted, there was a spot here. I kind of missed it, so I didn't see how this was actually applied, but MJF pulled the uh, tape off his wrist and was choking CM Punk with it, but it was like choking him under the actual choke and the, the arm and stuff, so the ref couldn't see it until after the match. Or after the, the bell rang, the ref goes to raise CM Punk's arm in, in, in victory. And the tape falls down. And the referee goes wild. What? You cheated? Huh? What? No? The, the? Restart the match. First off, how'd the referee know he cheated? Maybe it just kept getting looser and looser and looser and fell off of MJF's wrist. The ref never saw that he used it as an actual choke. So... And then... I proceed to get berated on Twitter. I sent out a tweet going, so MJF, or uh, so CM Punk gets choked out so bad that he can't continue. But then moments later, he's fine and now just having a match. And a person, I don't want to name names, I don't want to start anything, retweets it trying to correct me that, you know, when you get choked out, you can come right back from him, blah, blah, blah. 
And then all his little goons start attacking me, calling me dumb and stupid and a virgin and all this other stuff. I don't know what titties are. And I'm like, what? I made that comment off of personal experience. So here's a little, a little story. Back in 2010, I went into the military. I did my basic training in South Carolina. And at one point, they had us do grappling practice. They trained us just basic grappling in case, you know, you're ever on the front lines and get into an actual fight or something, you can semi-defend yourself. Now, most of us, if not all of us, had any kind of grappling experience, but they showed us a couple stuff. They showed us a couple things, like if you're getting choked out, um, how to get out of it. If you're choking somebody out and they got baggy clothes on, how you can use the baggy clothes to your advantage and this and that, like ACUs, like some people's ACUs are always, some people wear the ACU uniforms and their the sleeves are a little baggy on them. So you can use that to your advantage and well, one guy had me in a chokehold, and I legit got choked out. I was out for like five seconds, they said. I don't know. I blacked out. I get up, and I feel okay, and they tell me, Mm-mm, you need to go sit down for five to ten minutes just so we know you're okay before you continue. So that was what my whole thing was based off of. They're just going to let Punk keep going after he gets choked out. They're not even going to check on him to make sure he's okay or anything. And I just get smashed on Twitter. Calling me dumb, stupid, a virgin. Don't know what titties are. I don't know. Never watched a fight. Never been in a fight. This and that. And all kinds of names I don't even want to mention right now. And it's like, huh? Really? But the match continues. Like, whatever. Punk immediately rolls up MJF. One, two, kick out. Fires up with a fast flurry of offense, including 20 punches in the corner. Also, at this time, he's selling a knee because when he did the tope earlier in the match, he tweaked his knee. Um, upon return from a commercial break, Punk countered a heat seeker and landed a springboard clothesline. There's a springboard dropkick that sent MJF to the floor where Punk landed a tope suicida. Uh, oh, this is where he twisted the knee. So he did the tope earlier, was fine. Twisted the knee off of this one. That's right. This allowed uh, CM Punk to, or MJF to take control of CM Punk. MJF locked on an arm trap death lock, targeting both Punk's injured arm and leg. Punk turned it into an STF, but he couldn't really get the grip because that wrist was still hurting from earlier in the match. He had to let go of the STF. He then tried to pick him up in a fireman's carry position, possibly for a GTS, but he couldn't keep the weight on the leg, and he collapsed. They traded some cradles here and strikes until Punk hit a reverse Hurricane Rana. Both men were down for a long time until MJF chop-blocked Punk's knee repeatedly. Punk fought out of a salt-of-the-earth attempt, and MJF hit him with a pump handle slam for a two. MJF got the official out of position again and hit a low blow, followed by a top rope-assisted uh, pinning... Uh, no, a middle rope-assisted pinning predicament, but Punk kicked out. We got a third commercial break. Once back, MJF continued to target Punk's leg. Punk came back with a cradle and a drop kick. Punk hit his corner knees, but MJF bit at Punk's hand and forearm. With both men perched on the top rope, Punk returned the favor and bit back. Punk, then for the first time in I want to say 17 years is what they said, Punk hit the Pepsi plunge. Now I saw some people dissing this move. I thought it was cool that he hit the Pepsi plunge. 
Some people were dissing this move for the way it looked, and that's because MJF didn't take the bump. MJF kind of landed on his knees and then kind of like landed on his knees. And then like once he hit, he kind of like tried to duck his head down a little to look like he hit his head. MJF didn't take the bump great, but it's still a good looking move. Pepsi plunge. He hasn't done that move in forever. Cool. Yet Punk sold it like he injured his knee worse because, you know, it's like a pedigree off the middle ropes. And he comes down, lands right on his knees. Both men. Went for tombstone pile drivers before Punk landed a roundhouse kick, followed by a top rope elbow for a really good close near fall. Punk called for the GTS, but MJF fell out of the ring. Wardlow would then make his way out onto the ramp and down to the ringside area. He stepped right over MJF's lifeless body and went face to face with Punk as Bryce Renberg is yelling at him, Don't get involved. Get out of here. You don't need to be here, Wardlow. He backs off, doesn't do anything. Punk grabs MJF, throws him into the ring. As they get into the ring, Wardlow distracts the referee. With the referee distracted, we then see MJF punch Punk in the face with the dynamite diamond ring. He goes for the pin. One, two, three. Pin CM Punk. We then get a replay that actually showed that Wardlow threw the ring to MJF. MJF just wasn't holding it in his trunks, but Wardlow brought it to him. So, technically, twice now, twice in one night, MJF beat CM Punk. Technically, if you want to think of it like that, twice MJF picked up a victory over CM Punk. CM Punk, no longer undefeated in AEW. And if this is going where I think it should be going, with MJF now wanting to challenge for the world title, this is the right decision. MJF defeating CM Punk. Going into this, I said it. I said, MJF's got to win. I really think MJF's got to win unless they're going to go punk hangman at the pay-per-view, but I think they should go MJF hangman with MJF becoming the world champion. But with that, that's what I thought of tonight's AEW dynamite. I thought it was a pretty good show overall, except for the one okay match between Nyla and Ruby and the crap segment with Brandy Rhodes. But with that, now it's time to figure out what you guys thought of tonight's show. Remember, you can text in to 510-906-1341 or you can put a super chat in the YouTube chat. But first, we've got to check the polls as far as the polls do go. And pull up the, nope, nope, nope. Pull up the Twitch poll. 75% like tonight's show with 25% thinking it was just all right. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 51% thought the show was good. They liked it. 25% thought it was all right. And 17% did not like tonight's AEW Dynamite. And finally, the YouTube poll. 61% liked the show. 25, 26% thought it was just all right. And 13% did not like the show. Let's go over and check the text messages before we wrap everything up. Up, uh, this person says that da, 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 da. who's next to challenge Britt Baker for the AW Women's World Title? I think it should be um, Thunder Rosa. I really do. Thunder Rosa should beat Mercedes Martinez on Friday and then start her thing going into the Revolution pay per view with Britt Baker. It says now that MJF beat CM Punk, do you think they should build to MJF versus Hangman? Yes, but because of the way the match ended with 
the ring and the cheating and Wardlow and all that. I could see them stretch this out a little further. I don't want them to because I think it's already been stretched out too long. But I think they should go the route of MJF challenging for the belt. Okay, well, this text message I'm not even going to read because it makes no sense. This one says... I think AW did good tonight. Do you think if Kenny Omega came, comes back, rejoin with the Young Bucks, could be babyface, knowing, knowing take on heel Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. That's what I've been saying for a while. You got the Undisputed Era or Paragon, whatever they're going to be called. And then you have the Elite. The Elite can go babyface. Undisputed Era or Paragon can be the heels. And you got a great feud right there. We don't know when Kenny's going to be back. Early word was February. Now we're hearing possibly March. So I think that is a great way to go. Adam Cole leading his group, Kenny leading his guys, and we get a six-man feud. That would be a phenomenal, fantastic match without even trying. Those six guys can have a phenomenal match. But we don't know when Kenny's going to be back, so that's kind of like a, they got to wait and see on that one. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube dot com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and twitter.com forward slash pw unlimited we'll be back on friday for friday night smackdown and friday morning for the wrestling wrap-up i will be live in a little while playing some games on twitch.tv forward slash timmy buddy so if you guys want to join me over there go over there now hit that follow button that way when i do go live in about an hour or so you will know well when i'm live it'll send you that notification and you can come hang out as we play some games over there. Again, it's twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Have a great night. Also, 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 Celebrity Big Brother starts tonight with former UFC Bantamweight, Women's Bantamweight champion, Misha Tate. If you're an MMA fan, if you're a Misha Tate fan, it's going to be on Big Brother. It starts tonight. Celebrity Big Brother on CBS. It's on right now. So, yeah. Should be a good one. So with that, guys, have a great night, and I'll see you next time.